Hello, welcome to the next episode or next mini-sode of these National Snow Shows talks that me and Max do, where we sit exhibitors down and chat about sort of their life experiences and their views on the snow sports industry. This episode, we have Jen from Hike and Ride. We talked to her about when she started skiing and snowboarding and what gave her the idea on making the Hike and Ride system where she gets in a lovely van and goes all around the UK fitting up ski boots. This episode is brought to you by The Shred Shed, a UK clothing brand born out of the UK domes, making organic, sustainable and recycled clothing that is amazing and comfortable to wear. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode and, as usual, see you in the next one. Easy on me. <laughs> Almost, maybe. Um, nice for being on. It's good to have you again, on Jen. Um, again, we interviewed you before, just over um, by your station at Hackett Rise. Um, yeah, really nice interview, just to kind of quickly overview what you guys do. Um, but yeah, I kind of want to go a bit more about yourself, really, and talk about how did you get into skiing and. Where did it all start for yourself? Yeah, well, li- literally a late bloomer, so I don't know if you can hear my really posh British accent. I um, grew up in Australia, um, and I grew up, my, my folks had a house by the beach, and um, I grew up surfing and, and all that sort of stuff. So um, that turned, I went from surfing to snowboarding uh, in my early 20s. Um, and then, unfortunately, a foot injury uh, a couple of years ago meant that I had to flip over from snowboarding to skiing, or I wasn't going to be able to... Um, I literally wouldn't be able to ski anymore or do anything on the mountain. So that was kind of my love affair of, um, of, of skiing. And I think as an Aussie, I've always grown up with a love of the outdoors. And I was really fascinated with the mountains. You know, we don't have that in Australia. So seeing them for the first time, it, there's, there's something Big. almost like takes your breath away. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, I, saw, I ride a road bike, I cycle. Um, and yeah, I fell in love with it. I, I, I worked for a winter with snow and rock and, that turned into seven years with them, so um, and that, that's where it all began. So, and you, are you quite geeky about equipment anyway? When in your business side, of course, you have to know the knowledge of working in there. But do you do you like being quite? Um, I, I, I wouldn't say I am a geek with stuff because I'm, there's definitely there's definitely the type of customer that at the start of the season wants to hear about the new kit and know what's going on and, and all the rest of it. Um, and I don't think I'm that person. I, I need to know, you know, why this boot's more expensive than that boot and why, what features this has yeah. versus that. And what I need to be able to talk with the customer and engage with it. But in terms of me, you know, talking about, uh, you know, the, the, the wood features and the layouts in terms of the sort of ski and, and, and all that sort of stuff, I don't, I don't geek out on it, yeah. I guess is the, is the way to say it. So as long as I know what it does and how it performs and I can relay that to the customer in a way the customer understands, that's, that's yeah. the way it works. So. And have you found kind of learning all this knowledge and how, how have you found it helping with your skiing in general in terms of 
being out because you, you you will know exactly what each part does and how it works, you know. So actually, I think so. I I, I was in the ski industry fitting ski boots before I was skiing because I was I was snowboarding. And actually, when I crossed over from snowboarding to skiing, I found actually the fact that then I was then you know on the hill skiing and I could feel what was going on and I could then relay that information back to a customer in terms of what they were doing and and how they were approaching a turn or what they were struggling with or what they were doing well. I found that made a really big difference in terms of being able to communicate to the customer on a level that they understand it as well so I think that was a big step in taking my boot fitting from being okay to being able to feel confident in setting up my own business yeah so yeah Yeah, and because you've been in the journey of like this industry quite quite a while have you seen the tech grow and and improve throughout those like seven years Ah, uh, well, there's, there's definitely been some big changes. I think the biggest thing with brands these days is the weight of ski boots. But I also think, you know, while, when they've tried to take away the weight in boots, they've also had to experiment with, with how that boot performs. Um, I know probably two or three years ago, there were some brands that had some problems with boots because they'd, they'd taken away so much weight and affected the performance of the plastic so much that actually we were getting boots come back again because customers had essentially snapped them in half. Um, so the, it's been that experience of finding the balance between performance and fit and versus comfort and convenience of, of weight and, and all the rest of it. So then you've got technology like the grip walk stuff and the walk to ride bindings and, and, and boots and stuff and how that's kind of evolved and how the industry's taken on to stuff like that and how accepting they've been and that sort of stuff as well. So, I mean, who knows what's coming next in terms of tech because you always think you can't really change too much more and then something does change. So, yeah. see what happens. You definitely see where it kind of goes and, um, you know one thing that's kind of been pushed through um, this uh, ski community at the moment is freestyle there's a big reference on freestyle yeah. um, has that kind of changed the way you kind of look at stuff in terms of um, sense um, like um, giving uh, tech certain kind of skis to uh, different clients or is that kind of I think I think to be fair in my in my with my business a lot of the customers that I deal with are just out and out piece you know some of them might might uh, expresses a desire to be more than just a peace skier they want to be in the park they want to be all mountain they, whatever it is but actually realistically they're a get on a lift ski down the piece maybe pop off the side of the run and, and deal with you know whatever the day holds with that so it's about I think more than anything for me it's listening to the customer and being able to know what what their aspirations are versus where they are actually yeah. and mirroring the two together to help them find the right kit that works for them um, and especially in some cases they need to grow into that kit um, and, and yeah I guess finding that balance for them and, and, and getting it right essentially Nice and what experience do you kind of see you know um, in terms of um, pet peeves you might have with uh, different types of clients and whatnot <laughs> that you've, you might have come in and uh, there's a few. Uh, one would be, uh, without without being rude, one would be <laughs> men typically either coming in and either overexert, over not overexerting is probably not the right word, but they they big themselves up a little bit more than you know the type of skier that they probably realistically are, and it's about again finding that happy medium between what they think they are versus you know the type of skier that they actually are. Um, 
that's also one of the really frustrating ones is when there's a husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend and the husband uh, wants yeah. to tell you about how the, the boots Very, are fitting yeah, the girlfriend like, and the and how she skis and what's going on and you kind of had to say you know pedal back a minute mate I'm having a conversation here with with her because she's the one that's got her foot in the boot so um, that's a big one the other really big one is people that kind of say you know I, I know what's going on I don't need help with this I'm this I'm that I, you know um, it's you've just got to work with them you've got to work with them and um, tick all the boxes I guess mm. and you've got to be able to tell them you know this is a custom insole and these are the benefits of the custom insole and this is why I think you should have them and how it's going to change your skin and you, rather than saying you know oh I don't believe in a custom insole and, and therefore just listening to the customer and going find no custom insole you've got you've almost got to sell it to them yeah. so it's uh, yeah it's I wouldn't say there's a, there's a pet peeve as such, but it's it's definitely, you know, you've got a couple of hours with a customer and you've got to figure out and, and get that balance right yeah. So at the end of the day. And in terms of like the tech you personally use and, and, and see, um, is there anything you would ever want to see companies or businesses, like manufacturers, change in certain stuff? Or is it being quite an easy kind of like, no, nah, it's fine at the moment. And of course, you don't know where that uh, technology is heading as we said previously I, I what I what I really love is is uh, a lot of brands are quite happy to listen to boot fitters and actually mm. um, work with the boot fitters about stuff that's working and not working so in the last couple of years there's been a couple of brands that have had produced boots that should have been really really good selling boots and there's been something they've, they've rushed the production line or they've not got something quite right and actually they haven't been brilliant they haven't been easy boots for us to sell um, and because they've not been easy boots for us to sell, we've been able to go back to them and say, hey, this isn't working, this not's quite right. Um, and they listen and go back and change things. Mm. So um, that's a real positive, I think, of the ski industry, especially in the UK. Um, and that information quite often gets passed back from, from the UK into the European industry and, and feeds back to, to you know, the R&D teams and stuff. So, um, it, yeah, beyond that, there's not too much that I don't think I don't want to see. Um, mm. The only other big one is the, is the machines that I guess that scan people's feet, um, you know, because they scan people's feet and they send out recommendations. And um, I think some of those machines are being given to people as a, as a selling tool to sell boots, but actually the individual selling the boots doesn't have the knowledge behind what's going on. And therefore, actually, no matter what the scan yeah, says, there's, there's still room for error with what's going on. So and they can only recommend boots that are in stock or... They're only taking scans when the individual is standing up as opposed to standing up and sitting down yeah. to see how the shape of the foot changes. And yeah, that'd probably be the, the only big one that worries me slightly. But And uh, last question, do you have any kind of advice or top tips to anyone who's buying their first pair of ski boots or skis? Oh, I definitely do. Don't, don't, buy, don't buy your ski boots online. Uh, the internet can't fit your boots. Mm. Um, yeah. It is a chunk of plastic and you need to get that chunk of plastic to profile your footwell. And, you know, if you can save yourself 200 quid by buying a set of boots online, but they are horrible boots, you know, you're going to end up spending that more money next time anyway. You're ruining your ski holiday. Um, so you need to, it's worth spending that little bit of extra money from the get-go. Having a set of boots that are comfortable, you can grow into, and for the next 10 years, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be a dream for you. So, yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. That was ace. Thanks for having me, guys.
Thank you.